1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie G. And with me today is the end of the draft beat era for 2023. Saucy takes Coach Lou. It's been a fun journey. How are you doing tonight?
2: Oh man, I am super excited, man. Uh, I feel like a little nerd every time we talk about draft stuff because this is this is this is what this is the passion behind me, man. It's just covering It's trying to uncover the the unknown, I guess. Or, yeah, something like that. So I'm great, man. Happy to be
1: here. I'm so happy you're here, man. Uh, Welcoming back my pregame co-host, Kenny Spence. How you doing today, bro?
3: I'm good, man. And I know this is the draft show, but I do want to not break something because it's not anything official, but I do want to say that it looks like Somebody I was looking just now to get their name, but somebody just reported that the Pacers are possibly preparing to offer Max Juice three years 45 million.
4: Yeah.
2: 48 supposedly. Jesus.
1: Yeah. So juice is loose and then pockets are gonna be heavy. (laughs) So yeah, that's that's how
3: I'm doing. I'm I'm interested in seeing how that goes.
1: For sure, man. Yeah, I think it was Mark Stein that uh, put that in his mailbag, yeah. uh, if I'm correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carla Tiana putting out Max' <laughs> signature middle finger uh, salutation to each other. And returning today uh, for his second voyage on on the Heat Beat show is Tristan Tucker. Tristan, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Thank you guys for having me on again. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we're excited to have you back, Tristan. Uh, we did a great job previewing them, um, the the draft by not talking about the guy they ended up drafting, <laughs> Jaime Hockes. <laughs> we'll get the Jaime, of course. Um, a very excited draft class. If you ha- if you haven't followed Coach Lou Saucy Takes on Twitter, mm-hmm. he's done a great job previewing all these guys uh, with the thread. Um, their stats, some a couple clips on them. We're gonna talk about all of them. But first off, we want to get back to the guys that are returning. And Kenny, you and me have a favorite. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the drafted guys, but Jamari Bouye. Mm-hmm. I want I to start with him. Jamari Bouye, most likely the starter uh to get things going. Yeah, uh, we, we expect it's gonna be Jamari Bouye, something like Jamal Kane. Uh, Jovich, Hakez, and maybe Orlando Robinson. That's probably the mm-hmm. day one start. We'll see how it goes from then. Uh, but Jamari Bouye, Kenny, uh, talk about him a little bit and what you like about his game.
3: Yeah, so I watched a lot of Sioux Falls this past year just because it's, they, the Heat's. This is my favorite group of developmental guys that he'd have had probably ever. So I watched a lot of Sioux Falls this year, and the thing that stood out about Jamari Bouye is if he went into the NBA today, he could probably be somewhere in the upper echelon of defenders. I think what he does on defense is something that a lot of players take a few years to figure out, which is playing offense on defense and dictating what the ball handler or whoever you're guarding, what they do. He does that already as a G leaguer. He, um, he does that. He has great hands. He, he, on the offensive end, he can get downhill. And we saw that in the NBA a little bit when he had his stint up there. He gets downhill so easily. His first step is so quick. And he's not a bad shooter either. And so, and they ran things through him pretty much. Aside from Yobis being in transition, they pretty much ran everything. They, they let him run the offense. So I feel like that's a point of emphasis with them. And so I'm excited to see more of that. See what the development is, what he's been working on. And, and he might have a roster spot this year
5: yeah with the
1: absolutely. way things are
3: looking. so yeah,
1: and 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 you know, for the new CBA, if you guys didn't know, uh there's three two ways uh, as an option now, and we know how much Miami has used uh, the two ways, and a lot of the guys on the rosters on the rotation were former two-way guys. And Tristan, I want to give you credit uh, because you were the first one who talked about Jamari Bouye last year uh, after the draft. It was the first one I noticed, you were a big fan and and that was, <laughs> as soon as the heat signed him, I, I Went to your Twitter page. If you're not following Tristan, he does a great job covering the uh, the NCAA and uh, just uh, uh, as a hobby. Like he just puts out his draft board, puts out his notes. He does a great job like and he's he's on point. Uh, So talk about Jamari a little bit and, and what what makes you such a fan of his game.
4: Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I had a draftable grade last year on Bouye, um, somebody who I was really ecstatic uh, when we ended up getting him. It seemed like they got uh, my two favorite players in the class, not my two highest ranked, but my two favorite players in the class last year being Jamari Bouye and Jamal Kane. Uh, super high in both those guys. Really glad that they've stuck around, and they did really well in Sioux Falls. Uh, like Kenny, I watched a lot of the Skyforce this year, and I was really impressed with how well he handled um, the rotation, how well he handled playmaking duties and everything like that. Um, uh, my favorite game of his last year. I, I watched a ton of uh, San Fran when he was in college, um, and I really love the way he played with um, their big Jan Masalski, who I think is playing for the Utah Jazz, who I also like. Um, but the thing that I really liked about him uh, and where he like really like started getting on radars was that uh, NCAA tournament game against I think it was Murray State. Uh, just super awesome stuff. He's he's ballsy. He's super confident. He doesn't lack any confidence in himself. Um, I really like the strides he took on defense um, last year in summer league. He was uh, exceptional on defense, uh, and then he did very well in his NBA minutes too. I was really surprised that a team didn't pick him up, but I heard from a fly on the wall that he actually turned down NBA offers so that he could finish out playing the playoffs for Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, So just a Miami guy through and through somebody who like seems to really enjoy being here. Um, I would honestly give him a standard contract. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he has an absolute chance to play his way onto the 15 man roster has a chance to be that third point guard for them. And I think he has a good, as good a shot as anybody really. And I prefer him to a lot of these outside free agents.
1: Oh, for sure. And we'll, we'll eventually get to a free agency preview pod but it is it's bad. bad. Oh God, it's bad. Like there's thrifting and there's the free agency market. Like it's so bad. Right. Lou, is- um, I'm really yeah. interested in your take on Bouye because we haven't really talked about him uh, for, uh, between us. So I, I'm curious what you like about him.
2: No. Yeah. So I like Bouye more than one of the other guys that we're going to get to. Uh, Kane is still my favorite guy in terms of just his athleticism and what he can do. But Bouye, man, um, he much like Kenny said he just knows where to be on defense mm-hmm. his ability to like dig and recover he's a yeah, he was he was a very good shot blocker for you know being like a i don't even know how big he is like 62 like six yeah six two ish guard um very very long very rangy i think the biggest thing that comes down to him not just being an end of rotation guy but actually being a, like Um, sorry end of roster guy but being a rotation guy is his willingness to shoot the three-pointer and that was at times when I was just a little bit frustrated with him he I'm curious to see how much uh, he has improved that shot because like like you guys have stated his his complete game is is very good he's good at getting to the rim his playmaking isn't bad he's actually very good uh, assist to turnover ratio even last year in the G League and just Curious, his willingness and his ability to make those threes are crucial for him to, you know, get full time ball handling duties as well as, you know, some, you know, um, basically run the two like off ball while still playing, you know, guarding ones on the other side.
1: Yeah, but what I, I was drawn to about him is not just his athleticism, uh, it's his playmaking on both ends. He can mm-hmm. he's really disruptive. Like uh, you guys talked about his him uh, his instincts blocking, but he m- made plays off the uh, on the help, digging, getting steals, getting deflections. It and he did that in in college. He did that in the summer league. He did that in Sioux Falls, and he did that in the pros. And um, the only concerns I have, like you mentioned, Lou, is about the the shooting. He just has yeah. to be more of a willing shooter. He's a little bit too much of a catch and hold guy uh, right now. And um, but I think he's he can definitely work on that. Um, the o- only other thing, Kenny, we talked about this at length. He's got to cut off his hair, bro. That hairline, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> bottom five hairline in the league. And he's like what twenty five or something.
3: Oh, he's twenty four. I mean, I could relate. I could relate. I was in the same position before I gave up, but
1: yeah, it, it's a little rough. He's, he looks, he's gotta be like the biggest hater in the league because <laughs> that's it's pouring out of his, his poor hair follicles. Like I think bald Bouye would be a, a menace on the court. Uh, now, but let's get into some of the other guys that we're excited to talk about. Um, let's talk about briefly about Jamal Kane and Orlando Robinson. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you again. Do uh, just what did you see from them, and what what, what do you want to see from them uh, go- going forward this summer league?
3: Um, So Jamal Kane, um, it may seem like a little bit of a lazy comparison when kind of boxing him in with Caleb Martin a little bit, but he is sort of like that. Um, I wouldn't say he has really any weaknesses or strengths necessarily. It's just his biggest strength is how hard he plays, his instincts, and his just... He's an energy guy, like he, he's an energy guy through and through. And so I think, and it, it's, it's also productive. He can also score and do these. Do. Caleb Martin is archetype, I believe. And so I'm excited to see where he is in some league. He may also get a shot um, because we don't know what's going to happen um, as far as trades go. But Caleb Martin is a guy who got on a lot of teams' radar. So yep, I don't hate him as Caleb Martin insurance. I, I would trust him in a predicament like that. He's that good.
1: I like it. Uh, Tristan, did you, you said Kane was one of your favorite guys. Um, Same question for you. What what do you, what do you see from, from him uh, so far? And what do you, what do you hope to see from him this summer league?
4: Yeah, I'm going to echo what Kenny said. I think he has the ability to be a rotation guy this year. I think they should sign him to one of those like three year minimum contracts that they've been signing these guys to and turning out. Uh, I trust him as a back end rotation piece, as an insurance plan, um, I think he's super bouncy, super athletic. I think those things really stood out to me when I was watching him um, at the Portsmouth Invitational last year. That's when he really got on my radar. I didn't really know a ton about him before then. Um, I can't say I watched a ton of Oakland basketball. <laughs> um, I went back and I watched his stuff, though, after the Ports- uh, Portsmouth Invitational. Uh, I was just super impressed by like him knowing his spots on the floor. He's very, very underrated defensively. Uh, he shot it a little bit this year, um, which he didn't do a ton, in college. Uh, he shot better this year than he did in college. He's starting to work on his form. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with his progress uh, the past year. I was like when they signed him, I wasn't expecting him honestly to end up making his way onto to a two-way. I kind of thought he would be one of those guys that they kept on Exhibit 10, kept in the G League for a year, and then kind of brought back around later, kind of like what they did with Bouye. Um, but he worked his way up to a 2A almost immediately. In the preseason games last year, he looked phenomenal. He looked great. And um, in uh, the Summer League last year, I was just really shocked at like how effective he was almost immediately. I thought he was going to need a little bit of refinement. But uh, if that's where he was year one, I'm really excited to see where he is year two. I mean, I think there's a real chance that he ends up being the guy that leads this team in scoring, the Summer League team. So. Oh, I think
1: about the e for no, God. <laughs>
4: no, no. I'm not, I, I'm not 27 a 27 game. Yet. I mean, no, <laughs> no, Kane, <but> 27 <laughs> a game. I could, I could definitely see him being like one of the leaders on the summer league team um, in terms of points, like being like the guy that like, is like the confident guy that they look to. I don't know if Jovic is necessarily going to be there yet. Hawkes uh, would be my other bet, but.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like unless it's, like, a top-tier uh, talent or rookie, it's usually the second-year, third-year guys that, like, really dominate in summer league, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it, Lou, Kane, is he your guy?
2: That's that's my guy. Out of everybody we brought back um, from last year, um, man, like like you guys have stated, he started last year on the summer league on the bench. He wasn't even part of their starting five. Uh, Stewart was starting over him, and then he ended up getting benched. Kane got the two-way. Started um, last year, shot like 38% in the G League from three, which was like his biggest. In the summer league, he wasn't really shooting as much. He was more an energy guy, a lob threat. A menace defensively, just trying to get in everybody's lane. And he guards down really well because he's not the strongest guy, but he's really lengthy, so he bothers those ones, kind of like Caleb, you know, to Kenny's point. Um, My biggest thing with him is... The shot improvement, man. Um, literally from summer league, the way his jumper looked towards the last um, you know, parts of the season where he got some PT, the the jumper looked night and day. It looked yeah. so much better, and that is that is a testament to a his hard work, and man, he shot eighty two percent at the free throw line. I know free throw numbers, you know, whatever it is, what it is, but eighty two percent last year mm-hmm. on a pretty decent sample size in the G League. That that's things you want to see. His form is good. He's easily the most athletic guy that they have on the summer league. Um Coming back, that is, oh, there's another guy that we might get to, but uh he's, he's very, man, he's, I think he's secured a roster spot on this team. Hustle guy averages. I think he like, um, he's, he's a great offensive rebounder. He knows where the ball is going to be at 50, 50 balls. You're 75, 25 with him. And that's just heat culture through, through everything, man. So he's on, he's on the team guaranteed.
1: <laughs> he's He's, is one of those shy guys, like like seemingly very shy, like to themselves mm-hmm. guy. And when hit, they sh- showed all those clips of him and Jimmy going at it in practice, and him him talking shit back to Jimmy. I was like, all right, this guy's got a little <laughs> little dog under <laughs> underneath there. He's trying to bring it out. It's it's not it's not barking very loudly, but he's trying <laughs> to bark. He'll um, get there. Jimmy's trying to bring it out of him, and and I like that. I like that. Um, I, I thought it was a great sign last year that Jimmy kind of took him under his wing. Mm-hmm. And uh, wanted to teach him because he saw there was something there. And clearly, you know, the, the guys in, in preseason saw that. I mean, Bam put his arm around him and said, this guy's going to be a, a long time pro. And uh, that was something really good. Like he had great chemistry with Jovic. Uh, like you guys said, yep. he, he knows where to be. Um, he makes a lot of effort plays. And that's that's the easiest way to get uh on uh a heat roster is is working know where you're supposed to be and play hard uh yeah. that he's done that well i want to see more development on the shooting the ball handling i would love a little bit more uh yeah. instead of the straight line just so we can play you you know you attack a close out i know you can dunk but can you hit the little mid-range can you make a pass uh can you make those reads that that's going to decide determine his ceiling uh going forward but i agree with you guys i think kane is able and i think he's going to make the roster <laughs> um very soon. Uh, let's talk about O Dog. I wasn't the biggest fan of O uh, Orlando mm-hmm. Robinson. Um I just don't I'm not a big fan of, of bigs that aren't very athletic uh right. and or, or overpowering size wise. And he did and uh, you know he played decently in 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 the call-up with the NBA mm-hmm. but um uh, in Sioux Falls he did well but uh Kenny what are you what are you looking for from him this year, this summer league
3: this summer league so a lot of times in G League he looked dominant and but it's in a way he sometimes I watch the broadcast and they'll just say like he can shoot too, he just doesn't. And that's really not the case. He's he's not a good shooter. So I wouldn't want Heat fans to hear that and yeah. believe that's the case. But what he does is he does rebound. He has incredible touch around a basket for somebody that young in that, I don't want to say low in that career, but on in, in the G League, trying to get into the league, his touch around the basket is incredible. My only concern with him is that he's not quick necessarily. He And so there's not a lot of scheme versatility as far as, de, as, far as defensively. You're going to just kind of have to drop and have to deal with it. He is kind of awkward, like the comment says, but I, I, that's the thing that concerns me. But as far as his actual game, it can't be he wouldn't have been worse than Cody's ever. I'll put it that way.
2: Yeah, that's hard to do. It's that's not a good hard.
1: Uh, Tristan, look, I, I'm very curious about uh, your thoughts on Orlando. I haven't I, I don't remember seeing much uh, of your opinion on the timeline. So I, I would love for you to dive in right here.
4: Yeah, that, that was for a reason. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm I'm like you, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I'm not really a fan of that archetype of player. I mentioned it on the last pod. Um, centers that aren't really um, like uber athletic and, and or uber skilled. Um, I just don't find like the rebounding archetype of big to be like right. one of the most valuable things that you can go out and get. Um, I was a little bit irritated too that they let Drew Smith get out of the system that easily because I think he's a really dominant defensive guard, a really good shot blocker for his size. He's going to be playing for a Brooklyn summer league team, I believe. Uh, he was on a two-way yeah. with mm-hmm. them. We had that like weird like, oh, here we're going to wave Drew Smith and sign O O Robinson, and then we're going to wave Robinson and sign yeah. <laughs> Smith. Um, Orlando yes. impressed me um, when he got his his limited playing time, and I don't know if that's because. I was so sick and tired of seeing Dwayne Deadman get minutes. (laughs) That's probably probably what it was. That's Honestly, like, not even, like, joking. Like, I I think, like, what their alternatives were were so bad that once you Mm -hmm. saw, like, a competent center who – and, I mean, I'll always love Deadman for what he did when he first joined the team. Uh, I thought what he provided at that time uh, was immensely underrated, but um, I hate that his career with us ended the way that it did. But – um. Yeah, I just think that we hadn't seen a competent uh, center in that spot for a little bit of uh, of time, competent playing time, and so I, I was impressed a little bit. But like you guys said, there's going to need to be some improvements from him um, in the summer league. I would like to see him be a little bit more comfortable with the ball in his hands, uh, even more. Um, I'd like to see him like execute like DHOs like. I I would like to see him like setting more screens. I'd like to see him be like a little bit more just like all over the place. He seemed like he kind of lived in the paint, lived and died in the paint. I I don't know That's just not my type of player. It's fine. If it is your type of player, I know a lot of heat fans really, really like him again. I don't know if that's because like they saw something else in him that I'm not seeing, or if they saw Dwayne Dedman play and they wanted (laughs) somebody else get minutes at that spot. I don't know. I I'm rooting for him. I mean, of course I'm going to root for him. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want this to come across like I dislike him, or I don't want him on the team. I'm definitely rooting for him. I think he um, seems like a high level character guy, hard worker, and those. I mean, that's a Heat player through and through. And so I'll root for him, and I, I hope he makes the uh, improvements that he needs to make, including, and I really hope like he starts to expand his range a little bit.
1: Yes, absolutely, sure. uh, yeah. Lou. And we were diving in before the show about him. Yeah, um, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go be less nice than Tristan.
2: No, um, man. so we were just talking about in general, like the backup situation in the NBA is so bad at the center position. So like, I guess he fits in like respectfully, like he's, he's very young and he does like he hustles, but like, I just don't like bigs that on one end of the floor, they don't really provide anything defensively. He has to always be in drop cause he doesn't move his feet. But then at the same time, he's not a good shot blocker or pain protector right. Right. in drop. So it's kind of my biggest concern. And then on the offensive side of the ball, his touch is good, but he's not—he's below the rim. Play, like he doesn't yeah. catch lobs very well, and that personally that bothers me. How you're seven feet on, you you can't you know catch a lob and dunk it in in, in one movement. But uh, just I I guess I guess he's gonna be interesting. I you know I kind of don't like many of the centers on this team right now in the summer league, so I'm curious. None of them are really his kind of style, so. I, I'm curious to see what they do, man. Um, I wish them the best, and I hope he, you know, proves me wrong, and is better than than Dwayne Denman and Cody
1: Zeller. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my biggest fear um, that something happens and they have to bring Zeller back. I don't <laughs> want to cover that. Um, and and Trappy Baby is absolutely right in the chat. Uh, they started showing with him, so and, and it, yeah, was, it was it
3: was it was, it was, it was
1: very hit or miss. Uh, <laughs> and you know, the, I, I like that they experimented with it, but I just didn't think it was best for him best suited he's more of a drop big but you know you guys all touched on it um i just i'm just not a fan of him i hope he proves us wrong i think we all yeah, we're, we're all gonna root for all these guys no matter what sure. uh we're gonna be wrong uh, uh sometimes because it's the heat summer league program <laughs> but yeah. uh, let's dive into one of the more polarizing guys uh the returning rookie second year guy uh, the project big last year uh nikola jovich kenny mm-hmm. um you know, we didn't get to see a lot of him last year. He had a lot of G League time, some injuries. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we did see he gained some weight, gained a lot of muscle. Yeah. We saw he became a, a, a meme in the playoffs. His reactions <laughs> to Jimmy Butler is on his 56-point uh, scoring night. Um, what, what improvements do you want to see from uh, Jovich this summer league? So him putting on the weight
3: was nice because when he did get NBA minutes, he did get pushed around in those
1: minutes. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, One last thing on uh, Orlando Robinson. <laughs> this chapter says, oh, Rob moves like he's a stop-motion animation. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, a, that's a nice way of putting it, yeah. Oh,
1: but, man. Go ahead, talk about the
3: Serbian Prince. Sorry, Getty. <laughs> but yeah, the, the weight is nice because he did get pushed around a lot when he was up in the NBA and he really just can't allow it to happen in the second year. But watching G League, it's just the shot was so bad. And he was so good at so much other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's just like so seeing him in transition was really impressive. His vision for his age is pretty insane as far as passing goes. Great playmaker, the handle is great for his size. We know what his strengths are, but if he's gonna get on the floor with whatever lineup, because especially if the heat of losing Max, they don't have a ton of shooting left, he's gonna have to be able to knock some down. Now I do wanna say like In the shoot around and warm up videos that we saw from the playoffs, he did change his jumper. He is holding his follow through. So that helps because what he was doing before is he's shooting and put his hands right down. That's probably why he was missing so much. But that's what he has to improve on because if he can get that together, there's not much else he can't do. Even defensively when him not being necessarily quick, his instincts are not bad. And so that can improve, but the jumper is what's crucial for him.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Definitely. Yeah, because that, that was his skill set coming in. Mm-hmm. We expected the shooting to be there and to develop the all-around game, but like you said, uh, they were uh it was a work in progress uh Tristan mm-hmm. what would you feel about his uh you know we can say it it was a lackluster project year for him um mm-hmm. uh, but w- what do you what do you see from him positive and things he needs to work on and uh needs to show in the summer league so i valued jovic about where they picked him um last year
4: um i'll check on my big board in a second uh where i had him exactly um i want to say i had him in the like 20 range um i had him yeah 23 so exactly about where they they valued him um but what i didn't understand is that big boards change for teams i did not understand as a win now team that coming off a one seed why you're going out and picking a project player and i knew his first season was going to be a little rough and uh, a little rough is a really nice way of putting it um, he had a really, really, really brutal season. I think um, he had high highs. I like. I don't want to shortchange him. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kenny was saying, like his passing vision is very, very good, but he's also extremely turnover prone. Uh, yeah. He fumbles the ball a lot. He's awkward. He's still learning how to play with his size. Uh, he fouls the hell out of people. Yeah. Um, he's he's a turnstile <laughs> on defense. Um, it's it's just completely brutal on that end. Um, I don't know if he'll ever be uh, like a solid defender but I'd like him to at least make some strides toward that. Um, But the thing that makes him such an intriguing prospect is the offensive upside. It's the passing vision at what now six 11. It is the ability to knock down shots. And hopefully I hope to God that the jumper is fixed. Um, (laughs) There were some ugly, ugly, ugly misses last year. He had a, he had a really bad summer league last year, except for that one game, um, which like kind of, bolstered his averages he had like 20 something that one game um but like the other games he was in single digits i think mm-hmm. um just wasn't a good showing from him last year wasn't a good shooting performance from him last year he was fouling the hell out of people he was turning turning the ball over and he carried that onto the g league and then he missed so much time with the injury yep. uh, which is always a risk with a guy like that um a tall guy that's still learning how to play with the size kind of gawky kind of skinny um always is going to be a risk issue with that um so I'm hoping that he's all better from that um I would just like to see him play with a little bit more composure I want the the fouls and the turnovers to be cut down significantly um I don't care if he's making shots I don't care if he's putting up numbers this summer league like I really don't I'm not going to go out and expect him to put up 20 and 10 every game uh, in summer league uh I'm more so expecting him to like all right you had five fouls, six fouls, seven fouls in summer league because you can get up to ten, I think, in summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had some That's crazy, mighty ridiculous games. Um, I actually have <laughs> his game log from summer league pulled up. Um, they were <laughs> there was some really brutal showings. Uh, if you can get that down, um, that'd be that go a long way. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Lou, what what about you? What did you feel about Jovic?
2: Um. Yeah, I think offensively the key, like they said, is can he hit the three? Um, not just the three in general. I feel like he above the break three mm-hmm. specifically, because um if he projects as a five long term or if he projects as a four, he's right now he's kind of a tweener. At least offensively, we don't really know what he's gonna project as. I think probably a four, but if he puts on another 10 15 pounds, you're looking at six ten, two fifty-five, you know, yeah. 6, 11, 250, whatever it is, it's it, you know, that's typically a center build. Luckily, we have Bam out of bio who can guard anybody. But um, just him, man, the the three-pointer, how consistent is it? The turnover-prone. He's very turnover-prone. Last year, he only shot 32% from above the break threes, which wasn't very good. Um, You kind of want to see that get up a little bit. And defensively, can he survive? It's literally just that simple. Um, I feel like he has really good feel for the game on both ends. I don't feel like his – I feel like his defensive awareness isn't – as bad as his defense i feel like his deep like yeah. his actual defense is so much worse than just like he recognizes what's going to happen he just can't get there can't do it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> like like there's a delay or something going on he's just not quick enough not athletic enough on that side of the floor so i'm curious to see if they play him at the 4 or the 5 this summer league i i think personally i think the team if they do play him at the at the 4 or the 5 specifically um at the 5 they're kind of built they have a couple people that can really cover him on the back end. So I'm very curious. I think they built this summer league team kind of around him and Jaime. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen.
1: No, I, um, I love what you said about his feel for the game on both sides. Cause there was definitely flashes where he was in the right spot or he was yeah. going to the right spot. He just mm-hmm. was a second slow. And in the NBA, like even preseason summer league, like your those athletes, your windows are going to be a lot tighter. So it's just about, uh, shortening those mistakes and, and just seeing that a lot quicker. I think that uh, I, I was, you know, Tristan, I, I, you know, I know you said the that you didn't, you disagreed with the project. There were definitely guys I expected them to go. Somebody in the chat, uh, sandwich in the chat mentioned uh, a guy like EJ Liddell. That's the guy I really thought, me and Kenny really thought they were going to pick. Uh, but, you know, when you're in late first round, if you take a flyer on somebody like a project, uh, um, I'm completely fine with it because they had, uh, they had other safer picks that didn't go their way uh like and and, like the precious pick i think was way worse than than the jovich pick Uh, but i i completely understand your your logic um what you're saying there um but i i just like the feel i like the feel i think his inexperience is a strength there because for him to be i think he's only played started playing like 14 15 he's already he was a first Mm -hmm. round pick he Mm -hmm. uh you know, played a little bit his first year and, you know, it, the, the sky's the limit, obviously the floor, the floor is, is very low, yeah. but, mm-hmm. yeah but I, I like the feel uh the, and, and the heat talking about his uh, work ethic openly is something that I really think they don't do a lot of if, mm-hmm. unless like the guy actually does it. Like they're, they're not shy to drop little subtle hints about, yeah, it's an asshole in the background. <laughs> but um, yeah. just we don't really vibe with justice, like stuff like that. Like they'll, they'll let that leak um, if, if they don't mind. But I, you know, I'm encouraged by his work ethic. I hope he's the best he can be. I mean, um, yeah. but you know, I, I definitely understand like uh, he needs to show growth, needs to show more actual feel for the game. Like, and, and the speed, it, like, he's a second year guy. I know he missed a lot of time with the injury. But he needs to show like he's a little bit more ahead of the, of uh, the speed this uh, this time around. And let's get into the rookie right now. Jaime Haquez, Juan Wick, uh, as uh, Twitter likes to call him. Tristan, I'm going right to you right now because we didn't talk about him. We barely talked about him if at a, if any uh, for the draft preview. So I want to hear your thoughts on him and, and your thoughts on the selection.
4: Yeah. Um, I, I think the uh, selection is fantastic. Um, I think the fit is really strong. I wish I had uh, bought in a little bit more. into like, I, I kind of thought he was a guy that they would pick. Um, I, I thought maybe Omax Prosper was going to be one of the guys that they looked at over him or Chris Murray. Those were the two guys I was kind of thinking. Um, and those guys went pretty much right after. Um, AirPods was the other one that would have been, like, a reasonable pick there. Um, but I, I figured they were going to target win now pieces. Um I mentioned last show, like Clowney, probably would have been my pick, but like he again is one of those higher upside guys that maybe wouldn't step into a rotation right away. I completely respect this pick. I think Jaime is a way better defender than he gets credit for. I think he is an excellent decision maker. I love his ability, like to get his shot off. Um, he reminds me a lot of Jimmy Butler. I mean, I know that's been a point that's made <laughs> ad nauseum, um, but it's true. I mean, um, the the similarities are there in terms of how he gets his buckets. Uh, The turnaround jumper just looks so smooth, so clean. He gets to his spots really well, and he gets a shot off, and he gets it off confidently. Um, He guards with his chest. Uh, He's just – I I think he will be a good defender in the NBA. I don't buy this, like, talk about him being a bad defender. Um, The upside obviously might not be uh, extremely high, but you are talking about a guy that's going to step into a rotation right away. He's going to play minutes right away. Um, And, I mean – I feel confident about like if he was plugged into this last um, final series, I, I'm confident he would have been able to give some good minutes similar to a Christian Brown. And that's obviously what they were trying to emulate is they wanted somebody who does all the little things, who works really hard, who busts his ass off. And that's, that's exactly what Hawkes is going to do. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with the pick. I don't know if it's like the most like exciting pick of all time, but it fits a need, he's a hard worker. I think he's married to heat culture already. I think they're, gonna be really happy with that selection i think he's gonna go
1: crazy in summer league so i'm looking forward to that i'm really excited for him because uh like you like we talked about that um there there were probably like more exciting picks you know with the athleticism like we talked about omax prosper we talked about airpods um like i feel like those would have been a little bit more high upside but they also had more of a lower floor in my opinion than jaquez uh like you said i think is gonna be a 12-year vet. <laughs> like that guy, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna consistently get like 10, 4, and 4, even on a bad team and win his minutes. Uh, Lou, we talked about it. He's gonna be a plus-minus darling. Like that, no, yeah. Like you're gonna love playing with it.
2: Um, I it's it's funny because the reaction on the stream, I felt like everybody was just clowning the pick, and then I'm there <laughs> trying to defend the guy because I I had him ranked 21st out of 45 people, like um Obviously, I don't do as much work as, as Tristan, you know, but it was somebody that I was like, I get it. I completely get the fit. Like, I feel like they went in one direction with Jovic last year and they got this far and they couldn't play the first round pick. They're like, you know, if that shit happens again, it's it's, it's not going to be the case. Yeah. I feel way more confident with him. Like, I think he's practically guaranteed a rotation spot. We'll see how many minutes he plays. And, you know, if he's even here, that's another discussion. But if he's here, I I guarantee, like, I'm – he's guaranteed at least 15 to 20 minutes to start off the year. And depending on how he does um, the biggest sticking point with him is his catch and shoot jumper, just his style of game in general in college was, you know, something that I don't think the heater going to let him do, you know, um, <laughs> ISO mid post, go get your own. And he has phenomenal footwork in the post. I, mm. I found it funny that he, he himself stated like, Oh, who do you study? He said, Oh, um, Lucas footwork. And it, and like, you know, obviously he's not fucking Luca. I wish he was, <laughs> but, um, you can see it. You can see it. he's very good at just using his body, leveraging ways to get the shot up, kind of like Trishan said. And he has insane feel for the game. Like that was my my biggest takeaway when I watched him. I was like, he just knows where to be. I don't know how he knows, but he knows And off ball defensively. He is a menace on ball, maybe has some question <laughs> marks. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, I think he's he'll survive there, but just off-ball, man, he is everywhere. He helps his team, and he wins, man. Like, you can tell he wins. The team loves him. There's so many stories about him playing with two bummed ankles, can't even walk up the, the rafters, and he's still going out there and giving them 39 minutes and, and willing the team, you know, to try to get a victory. A heat culture through and through, and he's he's Hispanic, man. Come on. People are going to love him, man. <laughs> like, it is what it is.
1: No, the agenda. Um... Uh, yeah, I'm definitely concerned. Like, there, there's definitely things to be concerned about. But you know, like you guys said, uh, the tools are there. Like, he's gonna be find a way to to produce some way. I hope they don't limit him. Um, like they do. They sometimes what they do with rookies is they kind of put him too much in a box, and yeah. they want him to roll. Like I I I liked what they did with Bam. Uh, like put him what he can do well. Let's let him do that and expand slowly. Uh, I think Hawkins is going to be a little bit more ready as like uh, as a senior, got four-year starter um, to contribute. But Kenny, I, I want you to dive in mm-hmm. on it because we haven't really talked about him. Um, and right. I, I want to see what you think about him.
3: I really like the pick, but to lose point, I'm, I don't know how they're going to use him, but I'm looking forward to somebody to see what they attempt to at least have him work on. Because on one hand, I did see his – Um, And there was a lot of shot creating, and there's a lot of skill there. They may not necessarily need that, but looking back on how a lot of these games went, they might have to (laughs) go to them sometimes. There there are times where the offense gets stagnant. Um, Things are just not going right, and they need somebody to just get a bucket. Um, As much as I can be seen as a Tyler Hero guy, he is out a pretty good amount of time, and he also does have his – He has his ups and downs. It averages out to pretty good, but he has his ups and downs. So having somebody else who can create at least a little bit helps. I'm just hoping that he kind of want him to work on that a little bit rather than just being another energy guy and a guy who will dive on the floor and play defense. That's great. But they've needed a little more scoring for a couple years now. So if you have a young guy with that skill set, I'm hoping they're trying to have him build on that.
1: For sure. And, uh, you know, we're all rooting for him. We, we all, we're all curious about it. Because, like, I, I, I definitely thought he was a first-round guy. Um, yep. I think on our board, we, we thought he was pro- – I, I think I, I, I didn't do, like, a whole board, but I would have felt a little bit more uh, comfortable trading back and get, selecting him. But I if you think he's – if the Heat think he's better than AirPods and OMAX – I, I'm fine with that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like, I trust their intel more than anything I could have found on the internet. Um, yeah. So let's get into these, uh, the, the long awaited undrafted guys. We're 40 minutes in. We're going to do, uh, I, I just kind of wanted to go into your top three guys real quick um lou i want to start with you i I tagged your thread on the uh tweet for the live stream for the the live stream for this show so if you haven't seen it um check it out on uh on twitter but lou dive into your top three guys first we'll go around everybody's top three guys um to give everyone a second to prepare and then uh we'll we'll briefly discuss the rest of them
2: got you i'm gonna go with with my so i have i have two tiers of guys that i think are like have a real real shot um, my tier one guy is not somebody I've seen anybody kind of really give hype to or whatever. Um, shout his name out. It's Drew Peterson. Uh, he's like a guard forward out of um, USC, about 6'8", six, 6'9", six, 205, 6'9", 6'8", 6'10", wingspan. Um, the reason I like him is kind of like Jaime. He was asked to do a lot for his team, and he just came through and did it. He, he passed the ball very good for his size. I think he has movement shooting upside. He's... Big enough that you feel comfortable, you know, with his length out there on the perimeter. He doesn't move his feet the best. Uh, He has a good pull-up jumper. Again, post footwork, good passer, effort and hustle. He's probably not like the strongest guy he needs to add some weight. And he's 23, which is actually one of the younger guys that we have, I believe. Um, I just, I feel like he's a, he's, he is a, he's a winner. Uh, somebody else who feels like he does whatever is needed on for, for the team. Shot very well above the break last year on NBA three attempts. Shot 36%, which is something you want to see from somebody who's, you know, projects to be a movement shooter. Defensively, again, there's some questions, but again, these are, these are guys, they're, they're undrafted for a reason. You know, can you take them in and develop them? Um, I just, I just think this is, this is personally, this is my number one guy at least.
1: Okay. Uh, and you got an need Uh, who's your other two, top three? Oh, oh man, we're going oh, no. on through all three.
2: All right. Um, <laughs> This is super interesting because because yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be
3: completely transparent. Um, I haven't had the time to look at draft the um, guys. So you go
1: ahead and give your three, and then Tristan can give his three. <laughs> we'll carry, Kenny. We'll carry. Yeah. You ask questions <laughs> if you have any. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I guess I, I fought back and forth with this guy a lot with um these two guys, but um I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put Justin Powell at two. Okay. I think his ability to shoot is special like there's literally no other way to put it um six six guy I think he's the best passer on the team or he was prior to the Alonde signing at least um somebody who you know is fighting for that last spot a little spoiler but he's just um very good I I feel my biggest intrigue with him besides his playmaking and the ability that he's literally a freaking sniper he shot he shot 47.7% from the corner Ridiculous. Shot 43% in general and 38% above the break. The guy can fucking shoot. Um, His feel is insane. His passing ability out of pick and roll is something that I was particularly surprised with for somebody who's undrafted, especially at that size. He's also the youngest guy that they have on the team, aside from Jovic. Um, Just... Pulls up a uh, smart defender. I don't think he's, he's not going to be again. This is a theme, man. He's not going to be a great <laughs> defender. I don't think, but I think he'll survive. I think he'll survive kind of like Struce did. Um, but I think he's a better shooter. And um, my biggest, imp- what I want to see from him the most, honestly, is so when I watched him in Washington state, which is where he came from this year, he was a lot more passive. More of a playmaking role, they played a lot through. I'm gonna butcher his name, Tristan can probably say that their center, number 35. I I don't know his name, Gway. I think oh, the Hawks, so oh, Mo- yeah,
3: yeah, Mo gay. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, gay. Sorry, um, but yeah, him, uh, they played a lot through him. He was kind of just you know, facilitating doing his thing on the perimeter. But then I went and I saw the Auburn tape and the Tennessee tape, and this guy is just a like a burner on the floor, like he's there and he's getting downhill, getting to his spots, getting to the rim, like. I'm like, if we can get a blend of these two guys, he's an NBA rotation player further down the line, maybe this year. I'm curious. But yeah, that's that's my second guy. And I guess my third guy to finish it off. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna say somebody else just because I, I have a feeling I know who Trishan's guy is. It's gonna be Alonde <laughs> William. Um Alande William, I just saw him today. Maybe it's recency bias. Um, the the biggest intrigue with him is so he came out last year, he played in the G League for the Nets, he's 24. 6'4", um, 205, 210 is kind of where he's been listed. Um, in college, he really couldn't shoot. <laughs> he was very bad. And last year he shot uh, in the G League, shot 38%. His jumper looks a lot better. He wasn't really asked to facilitate, but in college, he was a great playmaker. And an insane finisher at the basket. Shot 62% in the paint this year. Shot 66% in college on half-court rim attempts, which is things you want to see out of a guard. If you're going to get there, I want you to finish. Uh he's the interesting thing is he took 103 threes and he took only two mid range shots and everything else was at the rim. Oh shit. so um that was also kind of the role because in college I, I did see he, he did pull up from mid and it doesn't look bad, but it's just something that's very interesting. I I know he kind of fits a role, and I think he guards up more than guards down, which is kind of interesting, um, just because of his frame. But those are my three guys. Uh, I think I think the heat will finish. Two two players on this summer league team, I'm pretty sure, guaranteed some kind of two-way or a roster spot, and I feel like the third spot is either on this team or they're going to look elsewhere in the summer league.
1: I see it. I see the vision. I see the vision. Tristan, I'm very curious in your uh, top three guys for out of these uh, out of the roster invites for the summer league. Um, if you want to dive in right now, pick your top three and elaborate a little bit.
4: Yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, I, I scattered a lot of these guys. Um, I'm a fan of a lot of them. Um, I have a pretty definite top two, um, Ooh, number one, I'm sure anybody that follows me knows, uh, chase Aldish is my guy. Yeah. Um, I, it's not because I went to Northwestern for grad school. Uh, oh, until I, <laughs> <here>. um, sure. <laughs> No, I um, I actually went out to a game in person, though, and that, that really opened my eyes to his defense. Um, it just, like, seeing him from afar doesn't do him justice. Um, I think he was extremely, extremely miscast uh, in their offensive scheme because Northwestern just didn't have that many guys that can make shots. Mm-hmm. Um, their shooting percentage was abysmal, uh, and they made it to the NCAA tournament this year for the second time in program history off the haunches of his defense. His defense was so fucking good, yep. right, that he was able to help carry an entire unit. And, I, I mean, like, without his defense, if you, like, subtracted him from their defensive metrics, it falls off. Like, it, it's still good but it's nowhere near as good as it was with him. He's fantastic. He's fantastic on ball defender, fantastic off ball defender. He makes reads really well. Um, he's an underrated passer. I don't think a lot of people have talked about his passing skills, but he really can get it over the top of guys. Uh, he's a strong driver. Uh, his shooting percentages look disgusting. Um, Horrible and there's no way to looked. sugarcoat it, but yeah. it's because he was, it was because he was miscast in the offense. He was looked at to be uh, the second guy there. Um, and the first guy there is Boo Booey, uh, that smaller guard who just takes a huge volume of shots. He's like a shot maker, undersized guard, that kind of archetype player. Mm -hmm. Aldij was kind of cast in this role. um, And it's no, um, I'm not trying to insult the coach there, but I'm just saying um, they just had a lack of personnel at the end of the day in terms of of shot makers. And he took a ton of shots and they weren't good shots, but it was because he was asked to do it Um, when he got open. When he got good looks, he shot well. Um, when he was taking smart shots, he shot well. Um, and I think really, like, his offensive role is really going to be, like, finding space in lanes and driving to the basket. Um, and in that way, uh, given the defensive prowess and the way that he's able to drive with his shoulder to the basket, he reminds me a lot of uh, Chris Dunn. Uh, and Chris oh, okay. Dunn is a guy who um, – has kind of revived his career now with the jazz uh, played really well with them last year. Um, Somebody who's going to put up a ton of steals. um, He's going to be like the like defensive box score darling. He averaged two and a half steals per game in college. So yeah, definitely a huge fan of him. Um, I'm a fan of Alondis Williams. That's the other guy uh, that I'm really high on. Um, I won't talk a ton about him, but I got to see him in person too. Um just the way that he dictated the floor for Wake Forest was really impressive. Uh he played with a guy that ended up being a first round pick in Jake LaRavio last year. Um I was just super impressed with the way that he was able to stop and go, stop and start. Um I I thought that his ability to get to the basket was fucking awesome. Uh, he shot yes. like se- just yeah. under 70% at the rim, I think. Um which is fantastic for a guard of his size. Um, like you said, he, he improved the shot making a little bit from deep, um, a little bit outside, uh, away from the rim and the G league. Um, I just think that he's somebody that really buys into that, that mentality, that dog mentality. Um, but he's also just an incredibly intelligent player. Both those guards really are, uh, I'm really rooting for both of them to land on a two way. Um, I think both of them have room to improve for sure. Like I said, with like Audij, like he's really got to work on the shot selection, make sure that it's not just like a coaching thing um Alondis again like has to make sure that he's staying consistent outside of the rim but like his rim pressure is phenomenal i also love the way that he kicks out to his teammates i think i think this situation is tailor-made for him because you've got like six or seven guys on this roster that are just going to be like shooting lights out this entire summer league um and i think if you can get somebody in the corner like powell i think the powell uh williams connection is going to look awesome like it's going (laughs) to Powell's going to slide over into the corner and he's going to kick it out to him. It's going to look like slow motion. It's going to look like poetry in motion. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Um, and then a third guy I could go with a number of guys. Um, I like Drew Peterson a ton. That's probably who I would have picked. Um, nice I, I got to see him at the uh, elite <laughs> camp. I was really, really impressed with the way he handled the ball. Um, if you like how Jovic handles the ball, if you like how Jovich sees things, that's kind of how Peterson reads things, similar kind of style. Um, just a big-bodied guard. Um, another guy that I really like, um, who I was put onto by Draft Deeper, who I mentioned last time, uh, is Patrick Gardner, okay. um, a big man that can shoot. Uh, yeah, he's got a quick trigger
1: too. Like that—that's yeah. a lot so of the best with, uh, like the the uh, Myers Leonard redacted. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> it, it's they get the shots, but they take so damn long to shoot it. It doesn't even matter what if you shoot forty percent if you could only get two of them up a game. But he has got a quick legitimate release.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I think his release is fantastic. Um, I I I was very intrigued that they started scouting some of these guys uh, at like incredibly low level schools. Um, not insulting the schools but yeah. just saying like it's, it's he, marist man i've never heard
2: of that college yeah, yeah i've never heard of that i have or only university. heard of it
4: because one of my classmates went there i've um, only heard of it you gotta fill out the bracket <laughs> 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 all
1: right i got the like, <laughs> 64th team
4: here marist but um, yeah no i mean i i was impressed that they like actually went out and scouted him i wasn't sure that that would be a guy like that fits like the archetype that they're looking for like usually right. they don't pick up these stretch bigs uh, for their summer league teams so i was happy about that um and then i also um i also was impressed that they went out and got trenton Masner, uh somebody who i really didn't scot at all um put up good numbers with uh western <laughs> illinois i think it was yeah um, so it was the fun
2: one man i'm curious because yeah. it looked yeah. like he was playing high school ball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really he dribbles- was he was literally dribbling like he was crossing people over without making dribble moves like he needed a screen to get everywhere which was concerning but yeah. then out of nowhere yeah. he would come and just rise up. And I'm like, Trenton Masner.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this guy? He he gets up. He gets up to the rim. It's kind of crazy. Um and he put up the stats and he shot well. Um yeah, I, I guess out of those guys, um, if you like want to hear, if you're curious, I had um I had Audige, I think the highest out of all of them. I think I had Alondis at the exact same spot last year's board, <laughs> uh, 63 or maybe I had him at sixty-one last year. Um, I had, um, Funk Gardner and Powell all around the same area, a little bit outside my top hundred, but like all like right there, um, between 100 and 115 range. Um, I was a little surprised they gave Caleb Daniels an exhibit 10, um, reportedly. Um, I, I don't know if I'm as high on him as they seem to be, but, uh, they have a type, they have a type of, uh, player.
1: Um, somebody in the chat mentioned, uh, Javante Smart. And that just brought me back to how bad last year's guards were. I think I think they're they're definitely looking for more of uh, guys who can fit a system, run an offense kind of guard this year. Because last year, one of the problems with Jovic was that nobody was getting touch him the ball. ball. Yeah, me <laughs> yeah. and Kenny were watching. We're like messaging each other. Yo, they haven't passed the fucking ball to Jovic in a quarter. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to know if this guy can do anything if you don't get to touch the ball? I'm
4: a little concerned that. Audigier's tendencies are gonna have him end up jacking up some stupid shots. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm I'm buying all the stock until I'm dead. I (laughs) I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope that like again, that's I mentioned earlier. Like something I want him to improve on is like the shot tendency, uh, shot selection in particular. Um, So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. And if it does happen, don't let that dissuade you from him. He needs to coach out of him. Like just chill on him. Like he's not Javante Smart 2.0. No, he's not.
2: He no, no, passes no. the ball pretty like like you oh. like you stated, especially off of um they used to run like this double, um kind of like with the heat run, man. Like he would be in the corner and then they would run uh you know, like a, a pin down and then a dribble yep. handoff to him mm-hmm. and just get him going. He would, oh my goodness, dot cornered, hit the mm-hmm. row man. The those northwestern bigs sucked, by the way, guys. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was being nice. Brick hands, no athleticism. They couldn't finish bad touch. I was watching the game like, oh, my goodness gracious. His
4: his assist numbers would have been a lot higher if he had a single center shoot over 50% from the field. (laughs) And I'm talking about, like, pure centers who live and die. They don't take a single shot outside the pain. They're barely hitting 50%. Some of these guys are shooting 48%. and. I it was just brutal. Go look up Northwestern's uh stats, it, it's, it's extremely atrocious. Um, he kind of reminds me too. I, I like that you mentioned that too with the sets they run from. Um, he's able to run the baseline too a lot and find reads on the opposite side of uh, yep. in the corners. Uh, kind of reminds me of what Dragic used to do a little bit, Man. um, run those baselines all the
1: time. Uh, super, I, I just really like <laughs> his
4: vision. I really buy
1: into it long term. And, and one of the things, Lou, you talked about his shooting. I was really curious what when they announced him, like why uh you know he shot 83 percent from the line but he only shot 32 percent from the three uh but I, I looked it up and i i it was exactly what i thought he's just a guy that's miscast in that role he shot 66 percent were off catch and shoot uh 35 percent of his threes were um unassisted so like that's just you had to you try know, to get a shot out exactly yep. a lot and a lot of times when you're you know i didn't watch enough game film to to say to to confirm this but a lot of times when you're the star you're going to get those end the shot clock opportunities. Sure. Uh, and those are not high percentage looks. Most of the time, most of the time they're contested off balance. And that's, that will plummet your shooting uh, percentages too. So I, there's definitely a, a decent shooter. The form is good. It's not like a uh, justice Winslow situation, Jay justice better, mm-hmm. but like, it's not something you've got to re- revamp that there's, there's touch there. The defense is really good, man. The, the length, the, the size, the strength, the toughness, um, the positioning. I really like that. I think he's going to be a guy that really sticks. It's, you know, depends on, on the, uh, shooting of course, but I, I, I think they're a little bit lenient as long as they're, uh, good shots and, um, you know, good misses. Uh, I like, uh, the only guy that I haven't watched was the, um, Williams. Cause he, he got announced today as I was watching the other guys and, yeah. uh you know, I, I Taylor Funk is a guy you guys didn't talk about, but he's got a quick uh, trigger. He he played in a good system. I could see him being a guy they like. I don't think he's the best of those guys. Um, I agree with you guys, but it's it's uh, Chase, it's Peterson and Powell for me. Uh, Peterson, as a Miami fan in the tournament, that motherfucker annoyed the fuck out of me. Oh my god! Every time he got the ball, he was clutch. knew where to be. He um, and and you know, uh, I, I think you know normally i'm a little bit off on the guys that are a little bit older uh but i think with the covid year you have to kind of take that back like these guys had take a lot of these guys had to take an extra year um off because of covid they missed the tournament in the 2020 season so they you know they're gonna be a little bit older um but he he was a fucking dog uh i really like the powell tape the passing ability lou you mentioned the uh uh off the catches off the doubles he was making he was throwing skip pass darts to the fucking weak side, oh, corner. Weak
2: side corner right man. in their hands
1: like like you saw like we saw those uh duncan make mm-hmm. some of those plays in the postseason we're like whoa mm-hmm. but the, powell was making them on the regular and he's good uh i i, I like that he's not six three. he's like six. yes yes and, that's uh, with him i yeah, think like like <laughs> I, I especially if if max does leave he's definitely a guy i could see them buying into and and working in, in the program for a year, seeing what he can develop into. Yeah, something
2: I, something I just wanted to bring up because when I was watching, maybe uh, Tristan can tell me, when I was watching him, it felt like um uh, Alande Williams, it felt like I was watching, I don't know how to say this without being disrespectful, but like, you're not disrespectful, <laughs> I guess, man. Like Markel Fultz, so like his, obviously this is not college Markel Fultz. That man was a completely different person. No. But um, just um, offensively, not defensively, Markel Fultz is way better than him defensively. But offensively, like how strong he is getting to the rim and kind of like how his ju- the way his jumper kind of looks, it's, it's a little wonky, but he was hitting it. And just his ability to basically finish over bigger bigs and still make reads with a little bit of flash in the passing department, the way his body is, I don't know, kind of reminded me offensively of Fultz. Defensively, we'll wait and see if he is <laughs> anything like Markel Fultz will be fine. But no, nah, uh, all these, like you stated, man, I, I had to leave him to you just because of Londe, um, you know, and I know that's your guy, but he is so good defensively. My biggest concern defensively is sometimes he gambles a little too much. If yeah, you view does. that as a concern, good for you. I don't. I want my defender to get fucking steals and playmake. Like, I think he averaged like damn near three steals per 40 minutes and almost a block per 40 minutes, which is ridiculous for a guard. Yeah, and he he shot fine. Oh, like it's funny because his, his shot, like like what, what did you say, thirty two percent from three. But yeah. his NBA threes in college, he shot thirty seven percent, which yeah. is mostly the ones he was shooting, like catch and shoot.
1: Yep. Exactly, and, and I'll I'm fucking confident. live with that,
2: man. And he's and, not a bad athlete. I think he's one of the few people that you're like, this guy is athletic enough to be in them. Some of these guys are not. Like Taylor Funk, I am sorry, he is a fucking shooter, shooter only. I don't think he's athletic enough to be in the NBA. Neither do I. Maris. No, yeah, yeah, literally. Maris is somebody who's intriguing, but he, man, defensively, he's not an athlete. Can he survive defensively? And yeah, I think this Heat team has fucking shooters. That was my biggest takeaway. I kept watching these people and I'm like, I'm like, there's only one. Oh, I, I think we should get to him. I'm sorry. Javon Franklin, the only guy who can't shoot. I feel like I think it's pretty safe to say oh, yeah he was, he
1: was that hustle guy
2: Orlando Robinson can't shoot I mean I mean yeah. he shoots better than him this guy literally <laughs> played for four years attempted 13 threes in college made zero of them this guy cannot <laughs> shoot he's six yeah. seven and he played center six, seven, two fifteen. 215 not like you know 250 he's not Zion <laughs> Williamson he was he's a scrawny guy and he is a fucking dog. I, I promise you that he will keep this guy. Maybe not on the – he'll be in their G League, and they'll try to develop that jumper because defensively, some of his numbers were insane. He averaged five offensive rebounds per 40 minutes for a 6-7 player. He's a good passer. He's re, uh, the, the best highlight reel out of any of the guys that I watched, at least. Like, he was just yamming on people, um, active, uh, disruptive defensively. He they They played him in the middle of the zone, 2-3, like, you guard the paint, figure it out. And he was out there fighting for his life sometimes. The team sucked. <laughs> they couldn't guard shit. But, man, this this poor guy was being, like, he. they were literally like, yo, Javon. I, he didn't even start the year starting. I think he finished it starting, which is, you know, something you want to see. When they were like, yeah, this is the only guy who can um, make a read defensively for us. Average, like, two, 2.1 steals per 40 and 2.4 blocks per 40. Ridiculous, man. Just ridiculous athlete.
4: He's active. It's, uh, that's yeah. like the one thing I got to say about him. I, um, you know, I, every year I do this, I compile like just the most ridiculous prospects I can think of. And he was honestly somebody I didn't even think to rank. Uh, I was really surprised that they went out and picked him up. Yeah. Um, he was, I think the only one that I didn't watch, um, a good amount of tape on before the draft, um, out of like the guys that they picked up. Um, A couple other notes about this team um i think it's interesting that we've got the uh, funk bowl between miami and denver two white dudes that can really pull (laughs) up and shoot it with size they got denver signed andrew funk to their summer league team they're not related just two guys (laughs) that can shoot whose last name is funk um andrew tormented my uh, northwestern team in uh uh, a couple of times in Evanston, uh, absolutely dominated him. So he, that put him on my, on my roster, uh, on my, um, uh, on radar. my view and yeah, my radar. And, uh, I, man, he, he tore up that team <laughs> a lot, but it's very interesting that Denver picked him up. Uh, and then more serious note, I was a little bit surprised that, um, and Kenny can probably speak to this a little bit. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't look to pick up DJ Stewart for their summer league team. Um, yeah. They they claimed him off waivers last year um, at the end of training camp, um, like literally I think the last day, just so they could get his G League rights. And mm-hmm. to me, that signaled that they were going to either a bring him onto a two A at some point last season, or sign him like to a ten day if they really needed to, kind of like how they did with Bouyer. Um, he played well. Yeah, he played extremely well. Um, he's somebody that's been in their system for a while now. Um, somebody that you know got a little bit of NBA experience too um, playing with San Antonio Um, I don't know if he appeared in a game with him I think if if he did it was just like barely but like I was a little surprised they didn't try and invite him back so I'm curious where he lands if maybe he has a two-way promise from a team Mm -hmm. if he's going to even be playing summer league if he's going overseas Uh, I'm really intrigued uh, into the reasons why he might not be playing for this team uh, and I know a lot of people also point to Marcus Garrett. I'm a little bit less surprised on that one, given how. Yeah,
3: I, Mar- I, I could speak more to Marcus Garrett. I yeah, just I was on the Marcus Garrett train, but and the injury he had was unfortunate. But I think the thing with him, it's just his skill set. And I've watched this battle the whole time over the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Jamari Bouye is just a lot better than he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. And, I can't even really say Marcus Garrett's a better defender than Bouye either, which is with – Mar- with that being kind of Marcus Garrett's only thing and Bouye has the playmaking and getting downhill and his mm-hmm. offense is a lot more prepared for the next level, Marcus Garrett just never really had that. He did have yeah. that one time in the summer league where he looked decent on offense, but I just don't think that development was happening fast enough for right. what's been going on with Jamari Bouye. I think Jamari Bouye is just – like I said at the beginning of the show, if they pick up Demario Bouye right now, I think he'd hold his own in the NBA.
1: And so, uh, um, real quick on DJ Stewart. It looks like he's playing in uh, uh, the Dominican Republic according to Euro basket. That's probably why he's not on the summer league roster right now, but I, 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 I was really curious on that. Uh, Lou, I just want to touch on one thing. So ch- chat full disclosure, we had a bunch of clips to show you like <laughs> of some of you guys, but technical difficulties, all of the clips got erased as soon as we uh, tried to uh, invite uh, Kenny and Tristan onto the stream. So, um, <laughs> you know, Lou was talking about, you know, chase making bad gambles and stuff. Justin Powell's tape in the UCLA game was him abusing Jaime (laughs) Hacquez for back gamble after back gamble. (laughs) He sent me like four plays on Justin Powell, and every single play it was Jaime jumped a a bad pass, Powell hit hit a three. (laughs) I'm like, this isn't good for our other guy here, man. What's with the the sabotage?
2: (laughs) It, it was funny, man. I was watching so many people. So many of them played against UCLA, and th- those are the only games that, like, they're full games on YouTube. So I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. And I just decided to put the clips up there of them cooking Jaime. Not as a disrespect <laughs> to Jaime, but as, like, a, a you know, a tribute to the player. Uh, I put a clip there of Peterson hitting, like, a ridiculous half-spin post-fade. Oh, man, he just... He, he's super intriguing. That That's kind of why he's – not not just because, you know, what the fuck he did to Hyman, but it's one of the reasons why I'm very high on him, obviously.
3: I will say, though, um, the thing I'm hoping for is um, – remember Josh Richardson early on was terrible with the gambles. Yeah. But once he started to figure it out with his time and everything and his instincts, he ended up – I I would take Josh Richardson back. First I always do. but <laughs> hey. But I, that, that would be my hope is that he kind of – um, hones it in, but not too much, just right. still being willing to. Because Jimmy gambles a lot, too. He's just really great at it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ch- Ch-
3: So Ch- I, 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 I wouldn't want him did. to really – yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't really want him to pull back on the
1: gambling too much just making smarter ones. No, and they played some zone. Um, yeah. So some of those b- bad gambles were in the top of the 2-3 zone yeah. where I don't think he's going to play much in the league. Right. He made good reads defensively. Uh, as a help defender on the weak side um, yeah had some nice blocks at the rim uh, you know good de- team defender willing team defender too I think that's really important Um I I, I kind of like the vision this year that like, we talked about it a little bit briefly of just there's more of a fit with this group you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of shooters the, the all their, uh point guards are are guys who will pass the ball run the offense yeah they'll look for their own shot too but they're not like hunting for their shot they're they're moving the ball, running what they want to do. I'm really curious how they look. Um, any final thoughts, Lou, on, uh, you know, Summer League gets started on Monday, I believe it is. Um, it's going to be a very exciting time. You know, when, uh, we're talking about a lot of free agency and trade news, obviously, as well. But for us, like Heat nerds, this this is our, fa- our, our one of our man. favorite times of the year as well.
2: I love the fucking Summer League, man. I don't think people understand how much I like the Summer League. It's It's an... Real I almost leaders. yeah, I like it better than some regular season games because you really yeah. just get to see like guys are literally fighting for their like they're fighting yeah. for their life. Some of yeah. these players are, are on their last leg, or this is their last chance, or they're you know, they're just trying to put their name on a radar, maybe not even for here, maybe for Europe, maybe for the G League, whatever it may be. But it's you you can clearly tell sometimes the game is a little sloppy, they don't have a lot of time to prepare. But man, some of the guys that I've like my, my summer league darlings or whatever over the years, even like non-heat related, I'm glad I'm seeing them prosper. Shout out to you, Ken Rich Williams. I will I will <laughs> die on the hill. He will be in Miami Heat before he retires. But man, just um this summer league team is fucking exciting. I think this is a the, the best mesh of players that they've put together, mm-hmm. at least since I remember, you know, way back when when we used to I think since like play- Tyler's
1: rookie year. Tyler's rookie year, they they had a really competitive – because it was him, Kendrick Nunn, and Duncan, I think like, yeah. yeah.
3: I was like, looking at that <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's a crazy somebody team. <laughs> Look at Brent, oh, yeah, And dude, if you notice, know because – Because remember, we um we talked earlier about how the Heat usually don't play rookies. Kendrick Nunn came in and started. <laughs> Tyler Hero had a huge you know, role to – like can do.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, I I I actually actively dislike that narrative because I just don't think it's true anymore. I yeah, think they if I trust you, he will fucking play you. Yeah. It's literally just that simple. Yeah. yeah. Um I yeah, like some of these guys weren't ready, like Precious. Right. Precious wasn't ready for the role that they put him in. That's a different discussion. But some of the, like Jovic wasn't ready to play. People were clamoring for him last year. He was not ready to play, man. Yeah. And just like the guys who were Tyler came in, he was ready to play. They, they gave him a role. Bam came in. I mean, it didn't matter if he was ready to play because Hassan Whiteside was on the roster. Yeah. But he was gonna get minutes regardless because Whiteside was fucking, anyways. And just <laughs> it and these these guys play. Duncan plays. Um, Caleb last year. I know he wasn't a rookie, but he was off a of fucking two way. He plays. Strews played. Vincent played. Vincent was getting minutes over none, and none had just came off of a uh, sixteen points per game as a rookie. And like I was like, please more minutes for Gabe. Like yeah. they trust their guys, man. At the end of the day, they're going to trust their guys. And I i don't know if this is a bold statement. Jaime is probably the most NBA ready guy that they've drafted in a long sure. fucking time. Yeah, exactly.
4: yeah, for sure. I, 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 I think
2: I say, I, I, he's I probably more ready that. than Pam was.
3: Yeah, I was going to get, I'm glad you said, because I was going to get back to that. I do think. I think with us being tired of Whiteside, a combination of us being tired of Whiteside and seeing what Bam could be. you were going to say we were tired of Whites. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but a combination of us being tired of Hassan Whiteside and kind of seeing what Bam could be on the defensive end and catching the lobs. I went to Bam's first preseason game and a few, little, a few games that season. Bam actually wasn't ready. He had a lot. I think he's yeah. gotten so good now that we kind of forget he wasn't – he. the weaknesses were there. It wasn't yeah. just a shooting. He, if it wasn't a dunk, he wasn't making it around a basket. It, it was – he – defensively, yes, he was ready. Yes, he was catching some great lobs. But as an NBA player, I don't – I think Spo brought him on at the
4: exact pace he needed to. Yeah. Yes. I agree. My philosophy with it with Spo and rookies is that he tends to lean toward guys that have – that are like – rookie veterans so yeah. guys that have either maybe played overseas or um had like several years of college experience and i think it uh-huh. is also pertaining to the role so like mm-hmm. hero was asked to do a lot of kentucky and because of yeah. that he was immediately able to step into a role at the nba of obviously like kentucky guards succeed at a mm-hmm. higher rate than pretty much any position group at a single school in nba history Especially but Pat yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um
2: casein
4: yeah <laughs> but i think it i think it depends on the role so with jovich it's like okay well he's learning how to play new position he's learning a lot of like skills he's still developing um so he wasn't going to get a lot of playing time hero was asked to do a lot in college he did get a lot of playing time kendrick nunn had this experience he had this really experience he was like a rookie veteran he wasn't really like a rookie when he came in same with rodney mcgruder when he played rodney had played um a couple years i think over a few years i think at that point overseas Mm -hmm. um and he came in and was able to contribute immediately bam took a little bit longer he took a little bit slower to bring along because his role wasn't as expanded um in college but Mm -hmm. he was still like ready to play they let him play his role and so like you guys talked about jaime being the most ready nba player Mm -hmm. um that they've drafted uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I think he's going to see serious minutes. Uh, I think he's primed to play the four. I'm really excited to see that. Yes,
2: thank you. He's more of a four than a two. Some people were saying a two just because yeah, he's not fast minimum. enough. Yeah, He is not a two. He will get he will get shredded out there if he has to guard Devin Booker in the <laughs> And
4: yeah. some
2: of those guys, man, like, leave him at the four off the ball. Let him make his reads off the ball. He'll be fine there. Fine and dandy. You'll love him there. If you put him at the two, you'll be clamoring for him to go to the bench. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's more about developing his skill set and uh, just being a connector on the floor. Like uh, I, I still don't expect much from him this year, but if he can be show improvement and uh, be a, a solid, uh, you know, 10, 15 minute guy when called upon that, that's more than enough. Just keep improving. I, I I would really like him to get more playing time in the G league that he wasn't really afforded last year. Uh, but just to wrap this up guys, thank you guys all for joining us. Um, exciting time for heat basketball because this is a real big turning point there changes are happening this off season uh whether mickey likes it or not they have (laughs) to happen um (laughs) we gotta we gotta see what we can do they better not fucking wave and stretch uh uh kyle because that'd be the stupidest fucking thing ever um but you know these these are some guys that we hope to see Develop and and um I think the summer league team is gonna be a lot of fun. It's not it might not be Tyler Johnson catching an inbound lob, a buzzer beater, Justice <laughs> Winslow fun, but who knows? I mean Jamal Kane is a high flyer, they yeah. got some good passing. Yovich, I, I really want to see yovich as an inbounder used more with his with his passing and his uh-huh. height. I think think that's a weapon they can unlock there. Um, I, I'm curious, and plus it, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. Karan Butler is is coaching oh, yeah. the summer league team. Kenny, I feel old as fuck right now. <laughs> I remember when they drafted him, man. <laughs> and now he's a summer league coach. Thank God it's not Chris Quinn. I'm tired of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Uh, tune in. Maybe if, uh you know, times work out, schedule works out, we might, might be able to do some playbacks uh, for some summer league games to maybe uh, collaborate with Five Reasons and stuff too. Um, a lot of fun, guys! Thank you, guys, for joining us. Thank you to, to our guest Tristan Tucker. Uh, thank you, Kenny and, and Lou, for joining me uh, all the time, guys. Tristan, um, one last thing: Do you want to uh, uh, plug your stuff, please? Yeah, or you guys can follow- find you.
4: Yeah, you guys can follow me uh, at Tristan R Tucker. Um, it's on the screen right now. If you need it spelled out, it's T R I S T A N R Tucker. Uh, I'll be posting ad nauseum about Summer League, especially because, hey, if uh, Miami whiffs in free agency, this might be the roster that we get opening day. These might be the guys surrounding Jimmy Butler. This is the help that Jimmy Butler is getting. Caleb Daniels is here. But uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be tweeting a lot about it, so
1: uh, be sure to check it out. For sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, when fucking uh... – the guards are not passing Jovich the ball. You will see me and Kenny <laughs> complaining if they do, if they dare do not do so. Uh, Kenny, uh, plug your app, please. Where can the people find you? Yeah. Um,
3: Kenny Spence NBA, pretty much. K-E-N-N-Y-S-P-E-N-C-E NBA. I tweet way too much. I'm going to be completely I'm going to warn you right now. I tweet a whole lot. <laughs> Maybe like 40% of it has nothing to do with basketball. But follow me anyway.
1: And don't send Kenny any fucking transaction talk. He hates. <laughs> I, I I
3: really like. I don't get frustrated like I used to. But I really, really could not care less. <laughs> I could not care less who might get traded, where. I when it happens, I'll talk about it then. But I don't care before it happens.
1: I love it. I love it, Lou. Yeah. what can the people find you?
2: Hey man, thank you guys for the support lately. I'm not gonna lie, it's been kind of crazy. Um, everybody's been following me on the summer league threads, and and you know a lot of people reaching out saying that they like my work. I greatly appreciate it i'm very fucking humble i was nowhere near this position last year so thank you guys thank you know thank you frankie thank you kenny for bringing me on to you know pre-gaming Pointed and stuff
1: way. go ahead sure. oh i mean yeah it's, it's <laughs> really no nah, but um you
2: know, saucy tanks man um no spaces takes with the z at the end and hopefully we get some man some playbacks will be dope so
1: Yes, sir. Chad said they had to unfollow Kenny, uh, opening those Mariah tweets that were too risky. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, this guy, this—that's a nasty-looking person, by the way.
2: This those is were the transactions kid. Kenny is, is into.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, she looks
1: disgusting. I'm not into.
2: I become fucking.
1: Uh, Kenny Shadow Monarch Big Blue is always asking where you're at on pregame and he misses you. He loves watching your work, bro. Um, shout out to him. Um, and follow me, Frankie G underscore, uh, F R A N K Y G underscore. Um, <laughs> chat says that Kenny has a healthy morning <laughs> <before> he tweet. <laughs> Kenny and Kenny used to be way worse, like on on Twitter. Oh my God, I had to when the first time. Um, so I was the one who recommended Kenny on Heatbeat, and uh, the first time they were going through your timeline, <laughs> it was a battlefield. <laughs> it was a battlefield. They're like, they're like, oh no, no, I've seen him go viral. He's got some great takes. He'll bring some some great energy here. I'm like, and they're like, oh, what does Kenny talk about in this instance? I was like, oh. Can't defend that. (laughs) Can't defend that.
3: I've grown up, man. I've
1: grown up a lot. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to all you guys. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, This was a great show. Um, Love talking hoops with all you guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us and enjoy the heat offseason and some Miami Heat Summer League led by Karan Butler.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.